Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. For all, for all things ATL. ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, we are on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Peachtree Football is there. Bo Morgan, I haven't felt one of these in a while, man. We got a victory edition of the Peachtree Football podcast going on right now. The Falcons are winners. They win over the Arizona Cardinals at home in Mercedes-Benz Stadium 22-19. By the way, of the foot of young Waku, he hits a game-winning field goal. Two seconds left. Time expired as he kicked it through the uprights, and everybody was going home happy. But leading up to that young Waku field goal, Squid Billy, a masters, a very well-done Drive by Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, and the entire Atlanta Falcons offense. I believe it was a uh, seventy was a seventy two yard drive, Squid Billy, that they went on uh, on on that final drive to set themselves up to kick a game winning field goal. Um, you know what? It was uh, they might have been seventy five. Um, I've got it right here. Um, it was um. I thought I had it right here. This is a good start to the podcast. I'm, uh, I'm just going through. Um, my, here we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. It was a. That's the wrong one. Damn, I'm all over the place. Um, it happens. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, they got the ball at the 25. Okay. So, 75 yeah, yards. 73 yards. Um, I think they got stopped at the two finally. That's where they kicked the field goal. Right. Um, so they at one point were on the two, then they ended up kicking it from like the, the, like the, uh, yeah. So yeah, it was 73 yards. And, uh, you know, look, I will just go ahead and start there. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, for all the things that people say that, you know, I, I don't know, I don't understand. I'm, I'm very frustrated 
mm-hmm. uh, with the fan base right now because yeah. half the people are out here criticizing um, our guy Desmond Ritter. And I mean, whatever you want to say about Red, um, you know, he's playing he's playing well for a guy playing in his third game. Right. Um, you know, this team was missing their two starting corners, but um, I don't give a damn about their two starting corners. I care about the way guys like Jonathan Ledbetter early before he went out, but um, Michael D- uh, uh, Dogby and J.J. Watt and uh, Lecky uh, Fotu, how those guys played. And then you got Marcus Golden and Zayvon Collins and uh, Myja My- Sanders. My Jay Sanders, I should say, and Isaiah Simmons. Those are all real players. Those are all good guys. I mean, those, you know, uh, Golden is a second-round pick. Zayvon Collins is a first. My Jay Sanders is a third. We all know what Isaiah Simmons is. And J.J. Watts, a whole Hall of Famer. Right. And Michael da- a Dogby played really well today. They dominated up front. They really had their way at times with the Atlanta offensive line. And, you know, you look at what Ritter did on that drive and, and yeah, sure. They ran the ball quite a bit, but he hit some big throws and none of them bigger than with about two minutes, right after the two minute warning, you're coming out of the two minute warning. It's third and seven. You've got the ball in Arizona's 27. Now you're in field goal range there, right? But right. you don't convert. Uh, and this could be a, this could be like a, a ver, you know, one of the things that if you wanted to do squid sequences, this is kind of in there. Yeah. It's third and seven. You don't convert. You got to kick. Let's just say they, you know, you incomplete, and the and in best case scenarios are work or middle range. You know, it's you don't <laughs> yeah. get back right. Right. You, go, you line up from the thirty to twenty-seven. You'll 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 kick the ball from the thirty-four, and now you're looking at a 44, 45 yard field goal in that range, um, which is not an easy kick, especially Mm-mm. with the game. In the ballots, right? Not only that, but you give the you give the Cardinals the ball back with a minute forty five, minute fifty left. Too much so, time. So there's a lot of there's a lot in play there, and yeah. Ritter makes a phenomenal throw yep. into tight coverage to Mike yes. Pruitt, who squeezed. I mean, the linebacker. I think it was Zayvon Collins was right there. He almost got a – I mean, he went right he, through. Was he the one that dove for it, and he was literally like he's like fingertips away from, from getting there? Because somebody yeah. dove from it. The other guy tried to like, bat it out his hand, and then Mike, Michael Pruitt had good awareness. And he kind of half spun, backed his way up out of there, get a few extra yards. So, like you said, it was a good throw uh, in the tight coverage and then, you know, good awareness by Michael Pruitt to kind of get himself out of traffic. Yeah, I'm glad that you came with a nice full sentence as I sputtered through the entire first five minutes of the podcast. But yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a it was a really good throw. That is a tough throw. You got to put zip on the ball. The one thing that we talked about and Arch talked about in the broadcast, I didn't know that Desmond Ritter had as good of an arm as he does. His arm strength is phenomenal. Very strong arm. Dylan, real quick, uh, since we're talking about Ritter. The play down the sideline, the go route to, uh, or you know, fade route, whatever you want to call it, to to, to the mere bird, um, which was knocked away. It was really pass interference, but the ball was on the money, big time throw. Oh, that was a that was a dot from Desmond Ritter. It's it, it, they're playing single high safety, and it was either cover three. Uh, I think they were playing zone. They played a lot of zone all the uh, all day, but it looked like a you know maybe that cover three and. 
I mean, that was a that was a that was a great throw, and it was pass interference. They should have called. I think Whitaker was the guy uh, in coverage. They should have called pass interference. He grabbed his arm uh, before the ball got there, and then was able to knock the ball away with his other hand. So Ritter uh, once again another day where he made some some good throws, some strong throws. And then, look, it wasn't a banner day. I mean, when you when you you know when you when you Look at the end of the day. I think he was um, he was nineteen of twenty six for a buck sixty nine. Uh, he got out of a couple of sacks. Uh, I, I, you know, he had um, he ran for uh, you know, nine yards of his own. Uh, one of them was a big run where he was almost knocked down. He was actually hitting the head. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just think that what I tried to preach to people was you change quarterbacks, you don't fix the problems in the passing game to the extent you think. Now, do you make you – know, you got a guy who is clearly comfortable dropping back and throwing it 30 times? You got that. Marcus wasn't that. The guy's more accurate than Marcus, much more accurate. Yep. Um, he's finally learned the offense. But that's – you're not masking all the issues in pass protection, the fact that they still run too many two-man routes – because of the poor pass protection, it would seem. And uh, along with that, you uh, you know, these receivers just don't do a good job at creating separation. If I told you at the end of the year or the beginning of the year that by week 17 or 16, 17, 17, yes, we got week 18 now. Yes. By week 17, <laughs> no. Yeah. We're, yeah. This week was week 17. Yeah, yeah I don't know what I'm right. in my mind. I'm, it, it's, it's New Year's Day. It's eight o'clock. Uh, obviously, we're 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 we're, we're we'll be released in the morning, and right. uh, there's not been a lot of sleep in Bo's right. Bo's day. I mean, I obviously yeah. I had to stay up last night watching UGA. We were yep. out at the party, um, in the neighborhood. So you know the golf cart was used, and then you get over back. You know, uh, I probably got in bed. Probably got like five hours of sleep right. all day. But if I told you at the, end of the uh, beginning of the year that by week seventeen. Your uh, your number one target would be Drake, followed by Michael Pruitt, um, and Cordero Patterson. You'd have been like, "Why the hell is Michael Pruitt playing?" And oh, who the hell is Michael Pruitt? Um, <laughs> right. But Pruitt had a great day. I mean, four four big catches. He has played really well. I I I know. To me, um. And this is way ahead, and I'm rambling now, and I'm just, just, this is just like a con, a non-conscious train of thought is coming out of my mouth. Let it ride, let it flow. If I got to go into next season, I won't. Um, my tight ends are Pitts, Mm -hmm. Hesse, Felipe, and Michael Pruitt. I mean, John Fitzpatrick, the sixth round pick out of UGA, he's a practice squad player. I I don't, I don't. I mean, that's all I got for him. We don't even and, know what he is at this point either. Like we haven't seen him enough. We just uh, don't know. He hasn't played at all, to my no. knowledge. Um, but but you look on the other, you look at the receivers, and you got Drake, Kadero Hodge, Demir Bird, Alameda, Frank Darby, Josh Ali was active today. So wow. there's a lot of weapons. What guys. a pull! <laughs> what a pull! Oh man. So yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of weapons out there, and and like you said. And 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 Dave talked about this a little bit too, you know. And he hasn't just talked about it today, but he's talked about it, you know, um, a multitude of times throughout the season. We we talk about, you know, 
the why the the Falcons aren't taking more deep shots, why the Falcons aren't doing this in the passing game, why the Falcons aren't doing that in the passing game. Falcons fans have to realize that the Atlanta Falcons offensive line, no matter how good they are in, in run blocking, which they excel at run blocking, a very, very good run blocking team. Obviously one of the best top five run blocking offensive line because we've ranked in the top four basically all season long when it comes to rushing the uh, rushing the ball. However, passing the ball is a completely different story, Squid. They are not very good in pass protection. They have to do a lot of max protections. And with that, there are only a lot of two-man routes. So if those guys aren't winning with those two-man routes, then there's nowhere where Marcus could have gone. There's nowhere Desmond could go. And they're so, not. Yeah. And they're not, by the they're way. Not they're winning. not winning a lot. There's, there's not a lot. This receiver group does not do a lot, a, a very good job of getting separation. Drake, exactly. if you notice, a lot of Drake does it a little bit, but a lot of his stuff, he's a very good at contested catches. Right. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why he's – He's getting so many targets. They, there's a lot of trust there. Uh, but, yeah, they're not. They're just not. I mean, they're just really not, uh, Dylan. Yeah. So, uh, Falcons fans, that's just one thing they need to realize. You can all – there can only be so much done. Arthur Smith can only scheme up so much. Desmond Ritter can only do so much when it comes to the passing game. So, they just have to th- – you the Falcons fans just have to realize there are limitations to this Atlanta Falcons passing game right now. It – Hopefully, it won't be like that, you know, as soon as next year, maybe, and, you know, definitely in the next couple of years. But as of right now, it is like that. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. But, um, Squid, I know you kind of already started to get into them a little bit. I don't know how many you have left, so, you know, we're just going to go with it here. Um, I know you, you, you talked about the third and eight to uh, the Desmond Ritter throw to Michael Pruitt on third and eight to really set us up and really get us in good position to win that football game there at the end. But as far as squid sequences go, what other sequences for you were some big sequences in the game that you haven't already mentioned? Well, this is going to be a little bit different, but we like this. This is multiple sequences, but I want to, I want to, I want to throw this out there. Every time that the red area was um, invaded, the Falcons' red area, by the Mm -hmm. Cardinals' offense, the defense played pretty well. They were one for four in the red area today, the Cardinals were. And by the way, that one score was uh, after Desmond Ritter created turned the ball over the first time uh, as a pro when he – Fumbled the snap, and it was all in Ritter. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it, um, 
You the know, Cardinals Art- literally started first and goal after the, they recovered the fumble, and then it was immediately first and goal for them. That's how close it was. Yeah, and so that was um, so that was that that those sequences of what the Falcons defense did in the red zone was big. Now the the opening drive was a was prime example. Um, I think I think they got called for a, a holding or something. They got pushed back, and they were able to bow up there. Uh, the Falcons defense just did a really good job in the red zone today, and. I didn't think that the defense played overly well. I thought they were they were getting gashed once again in the run game. And, and in fact, uh, you know the the Cardinals they they got thirteen uh, excuse me eight of their um, first downs uh, off the run, and they ran for. I mean, the this Falcons team has just not done a good job against stopping the run. The Cardinals ran for one hundred twenty six yards, and this was an offense uh, coming into the game. That uh, that was 20th in the league, and they're only averaging around 112 yards. So they went over their average, and uh, you know you let David Blau throw it around a little bit because he had all day, and that was the thing that bothered me the most is that I watched Ritter under constant pressure, and I and I look on the other side, and David Blau is just standing there with right, going to being able to go through all of his progressions, having all the time in the world. Yeah, and Dean tried to heat him up. Dean brought, I mean, held the second play of the game. Dean brought Isaiah off on the the corner blitz and out of the out of the nickel spot. But um, it, it, and and some guys got there. I think uh, Ogan Deji ran into a sack. Uh, it was it was really a good play by Ogan Deji because, um, you know, they made Blau, the, the the coverage was good enough to where Blau had to, uh, David Blau had to hold onto the ball and uh, and because of that, Ogan Deji did a good job of fighting off of the block. And doing a little spin mood off of the block as Blau was moving in the pocket, up in the pocket, and was able to corral him and bring him down. So I thought the defense did some good things, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it just the red area. That was my other one is is the way the defense played in the red area. Um, I thought it was tremendous, and um, and it, it look it was a difference in the ball game the way that, that they kept forcing field goals. Um, and that's that's a great. I mean, I'll take I'll take uh. Team scoring touchdowns twenty five percent of the time they're in the red area all day long because that's how you win ball games if you can turn it around and do it yourself. Oh, most definitely, and really that's kind of been the calling card for this defense all season long. You know, they 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 might start slow, and that's kind of been you know some of, some of my keys and some of my critiques when when it comes to the defense. You know, they usually start a little bit slow, so they may give up a field goal, or maybe even a touchdown on the first or second drive of the game, but then they really tighten up. And and like you said, when uh, the opposing teams get into the red area, a lot of the times the, the, the Falcons defense ends up holding them to field goals, if not getting the ball back or maybe even getting the stop. So this Falcons defense, if they've been nothing else, Bo, they've been clutch and they've gotten the necessary stops more times than not to put the Falcons offense in position to maybe go win the game or, you know, something like that. So th- this Falcons defense has been very good in the in the red area. And, man, it really just makes you think. And now I'm going to look ahead a little bit, too. You know, if we can get a consistent pass rush, you know, maybe one more, uh, you know, really, really good. And this is no shade to Corner Armstrong or Darren Hall or D. Offord, who have done a, a great job, you know, during their time, um, you know, ha- have done a great job this season. But if we could just get one more corner, because, you know, we haven't seen Casey Hayward since he went to IR. He hasn't been back. And so, obviously, that, that's a season-ending injury for Casey Hayward with one week to go. I, I don't imagine he's coming back just for one week next week. So, 
You know, we we, we thought it was going to be A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward, and it wasn't. Those guys stepped in, and they stepped up, and they did their thing. But if we can get, you know, a, a consistent pass rush, maybe one extra corner, how much better this defense really can be. Uh, you know, how good they are already and, you know, how how strong they've come on these past couple of weeks. I mean, what is, what is it, Bo? It's been a, like – three or four maybe straight games of like 20 points or less i have to look i don't have the number in front of me but i mean they've been they've been holding opposing offenses to to really low numbers these past couple of games yeah and look it's not all the defense though Um, that's true i think it's worth saying they look yeah and and the the ultimate they've been the ultimate bend that don't break the second half of the season and and it's been great to see and i'm Mm -hmm. not i love those guys on the defense because they're there, um, there's a lot of scrappers on that defense, um, and, and honestly, it's led by 97 Grady Jarrett. But you know, yes. Isaiah Oliver's a guy I love. Rich uh, AJ Terrell made a tackle today in open field, which forced the field goal, which which made it 19 to uh, 17, yeah. and that was as good of an open field tackle. Art said on the broadcast that was that was a technique tackle. I mean, that was the one you'll teach it. You'll you'll be teaching the way he kept his head up for I mean it was just beautiful and I, I know I'm sorry to cut you off. I know we talk about it a lot but it probably doesn't get mentioned to the media uh, enough or the national media but AJ Terrell has got to be one of the best I'm not sure if he's the best just because I I don't know all the corners out there in the league but he's got to be at least one of the best tackling corners in the NFL he ain't afraid to put a hit on you he ain't afraid to pop you and he's and like you said very sound fundamental tackle as well but he, he'll bring some pop with it as well too Bo. yeah he's just physical he's a very physical player and that's fun to watch um that is really fun he he's not afraid uh he's as he's as tough at 6'1 195 as you're gonna find the only that thing that worries me is he's had concussions he had a couple i think uh i can't remember if it was late in 20 his rookie year or if it was early in 21, I think it was late in 20. Um, and it's scary seeing a guy like that have concussions with it, with playing that kind of spot where he's got to, got to be physical. But that, that the point is, is that he is a very physical, good tackler, fun to watch, not afraid to, 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 to pop you and stick his nose in there. And right. that's what you want to see from, uh, uh, you know, one of your better players that, that, that it's legit. They're ready to go, um, and you love that. You just absolutely love that about him. Um, but, um, but yeah, back to the point about the um, the defense is the ultimate bend don't break. But the problem is, is the first quarter, the Falcons' first possession ended, or excuse me, the first quarter ended during the Falcons' first possession. Right. And, and I, so I said that wrong. Um I mean, Arizona started the game with uh, 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 an uh, over six minutes. I think um, they had the, the time of they had the ball for twelve minutes in that first half, and uh, most crazy. of it was on that first drive. Right. Um, that first drive was, was was ridiculous. I'm trying to find it right here for you. They, uh, yeah, their first drive was 14 plays, 55 yards for six and a half minutes. Six minutes, 36 seconds. The Falcons then got the ball and 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 went on a 16-play, 
75-yard drive for nine minutes and 46 seconds, which went a minute and a half, almost a minute and a half into the second period. Right. I'm telling you all that to say, uh, well, yeah, it's easy to allow less than that when when, when the, you're – When you hit on the field. <laughs> yeah, and when these teams are running the ball against you like this, it's just going to burn – it's going to churn that clock. So right. that is worth noting to me. I no, think that's no, most very, definitely. I mean, you have to bring that up. And that's how – that's part of it. So the defense is is getting saved a little bit, but that does it not that doesn't discount for what you said though. The defense has had a has deemed peace for whatever you do or you, you want to say about him, good or bad. You can't knock the fact that his defense has been able to come up with stops when needed to win games at times yep. and to give your offense a chance to come and win the game, vice versa. And that just can't be overstated because they get moved on a lot, but they always seem to get that stop to give you a chance, and, and and that's helped as well with the lower scoring. But I think the number one reason is the fact that these games have been shortened. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, time of possession is big, and like you said, I, it's easy for the defense to not allow a whole lot of points when they're on the bench because the offense is running the ball and getting it going. And, I mean, that's what the Falcons want to do. I, that's part of the reason want, they want to do. They want to – uh, they want to, you know, limit possessions for the other team. And, and in counter to that, it's going to limit possessions for themselves. And that's why every possession for the Falcons is, you know, even more important than what they usually are. And possessions in football are already important. But, you know, when you have two teams that want to run the ball, it, it makes it that much more important. Um, so, no, that, that definitely is worth noting. But, again, like you said, and like I said, the defense does come up clutch. They always seem this season to come up with a – clutch sack or, or a clutch stop to at least put the Falcons in position to try and win a game. Bo, I would be remiss if we did not talk about Tyler Algier because, Bo, Tyler Algier is a – he's a man amongst boys. At least that's what he looked like today. And that's what he's been looking like these past couple of weeks. I really, really hope – I'm not sure if he will get it or not – but I really just hope he gets a thousand yards. I, I just, me personally, I want to see Tyler Algier get that accomplishment and break through that and and get a thousand yards um for himself because he's been working so hard. He's so talented. He runs with such ferocity. I mean, I just love to see it. He, it seems like he rarely goes down after first contact. I just love what I'm seeing for Tyler Algier right now, and I mean that that pick. It seems like Tyler Algier getting him in the fifth round bowl right now, that seems like a steal. That seems like a steal right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, um, to your point, he is uh, he got 83 yards today, which if my math is correct, he came in with 817, 83 yards would mean he's at 900 yards exactly. Um, and if that's true, that means he only needs 100 yards to reach it and get it for him. And look, I, I think I think there's a good chance that uh you know he um excuse me, I could see Arthur, you know, in the if the game is close and, and you're trying to win which you are, um and, and you're trying to, you know, if if he's close, you know, feed him rock. Maybe you'll feed him a little extra if he's healthy going in there. Why not? I mean, this guy has played Phenomenal. He has really came on. Remember, he wasn't even active week one. 
Um, So this guy was inactive week one, and uh, as of coming into today, he was 17th in rushing, and now he's over 900 yards. The only uh, rookie that has, uh, I believe the only rookie that has more yards rushing than him um, would be would be uh, Damian Paris. Now Travis Etienne was hurt most of last year, but he he you know he was he this is technically his second year. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. He yeah. is you know it's him and look. As far as I'm concerned, I know he won't, but I think he should. I think he deserves some offensive uh, rookie of the year uh, on the offensive definitely. side. I mean, now he won't. Um, I mean, I don't even. I, I don't even know who's. I, I, I'm. It's. I'm so out of touch. I mean, are yeah, there some I, rookie quarterbacks? I couldn't even tell you who would who would be up for that. But I'm just saying that's an amazing thing that he that we you know what he's done. So, um, it it's really cool. It's really cool to see our guy up there. I mean, you look at Algier, dude. He's he's averaging uh, after today. He'll be up over sixty yards a game. He's averaging in a clip of five yards a carry. Um, I mean, that's he he is. And 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 by the way, he's nimble too. He had a catch today. Oh yeah. Um, and he turned. It was twelve yards, and it was nine or probably ten. Was his effort? And he's not easy to bring down. He, he's he. Nope. That's a that's a grown ass man you're trying to tackle when you try to bring him down and he makes right. and by the way you feel it there's some mm-hmm. guys that are on their way back to Arizona tonight and they're gonna right. wake oh. up tomorrow morning on Ooh. that West Coast time uh, I guess they're mm. still on not on, I know Arizona doesn't follow the uh, daylight savings so it might just be oh do they not really I no didn't they know don't. That. So the, oh, I can't remember if, if they don't that. spring forward or fall back um, huh. I don't think they fall back. Cause I can't. That's crazy. I can't trying to trying to figure out which one is. No, they don't spring forward. Maybe that's okay. It, I think that's the one that's unnatural. I, one of them is supposed to be. I don't know. I have no clue what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> I'm all over the place. But anyways, okay. they're, they're gonna wake up tomorrow in Arizona and they're gonna remember that 25 ran them over once or twice. Or they had to. They were tasked. I bet Zayvon Collins is gonna be feeling it tomorrow. Ooh. He was all over the place, but he definitely felt. Uh, he definitely felt Algiers' wrath on one carry today. I, I remember. And he, yeah, he. I mean, and Tyler Algier, he like you said, runs ferociously. He's gonna make you feel it. But then he's got a whole nother gear too. He's got a whole nother gear. So if he gets into the open field, I mean, good luck trying to catch him because he's got another gear that a lot of people I feel like didn't know about. But when he hits that hole, I mean, he hits it and he's gone. And he can he can get out of there lickety split. But Bo, before we wrap things up, I have one more question for you it's gonna be tough to answer but i just want your opinion on it and i want your kind of feeling on it the tampa bay buccaneers beat the carolina panthers clinched the nfc south so the nfc south is finally wrapped up somebody finally won it took 17 weeks but uh panthers i mean not the panthers excuse me the tampa bay buccaneers do win the nfc south we obviously are pay- playing the Panthers. The Panthers, they can't move up in seeding. Like, they're they're done. They they are where they are. They You know, they're division champs. Their seed is going to be their seed. They can't move up or down. So, with all that being said, 
how much do we see Tom Brady next week? How much do we see any of the starters next week? Do they do do we see them at all? Do they try to get healthy or do they try to keep a status quo and keep trying to get themselves into too much of a rhythm? What are you feeling? Well, that's a good question. That's a really good question. And uh, honestly, I don't know if I have an answer for it. Um, yeah, you, I can you, tell you that oh. the easy thing off the top of my head, and, if, and I think most fans will say, oh, yeah, just rest them. You got nothing to play for. Uh, and it makes sense because you got an older quarterback, you got an older right. team. Um, right. And Mike Evans has already got his thousand yards. Mm-hmm. You, like you put you in said, some work today, too. <laughs> Three yeah, man, like you said, you're going to, you're, you're, you're going to, worst case scenario, you're eight and nine, but that doesn't matter. You, uh, doesn't you know, matter. now it could matter. Uh, down the road in the playoffs, but but the seeding is the seeding, and and you're gonna yeah. you, you know if you look at the standings right now, um, you know there's no division champion that you have that you're even gonna be close record wise. And when nope. I, I say that, because if if uh, if Tampa could move up in the seeding, and then maybe if it came down between you know th- third and the fourth seed. Then you play for that. You, you might you and you were playing that team. You might have home field advantage in a championship right. game or something. But right. that um that's out the window. That's out the window because everybody else has got twelve wins in the in mm-hmm. the division as far as division champions. And and you you're you know the, the people say well Dallas has got twelve wins and they're not they're a wild card. That's great, but Tampa's the fourth seed and it's about seeding, not record. Yep. And um record. so so it it it. it in that case, you know, why not? Maybe what you do, honestly, is what I might do is – and by the way, there's no bye week. You're playing next week, so you're not really worried about getting overly rusty. But this right. is the, the thing that, that would worry me is you just had your best offensive output all season. You're you Tampa. Did. I mean, right. there might be one close, but you look really good offensively. Um, Brady, Brady lit it up. In fact, I screwed up. I, I didn't start Brady. I started Purdy in my – Oh no! And Brady went off for like thirty-eight points. Yeah, so I'm oh. gonna lose my. I'm gonna lose. And you're in the cha- this championship game for you, yeah, right? I'm gonna lose. But if I just started Man. Brady, I probably would have wrapped it up. Real, real quick, real quick on that too. So I'm in. Uh, we we talked about this. Uh, I think on Wednesday's episode. I'm in in, in the league I started this year. The league I made. Uh, I'm in the championship game too, and it's me and Caleb Johnson. And of course, Caleb Johnson started Brady this weekend. So you know, I have. I have that to look forward to. So hopefully that doesn't hurt me too much. See, I'm going to uh, tell Caleb, uh, give this message to him. Make sure yeah. he hears this. He should be listening to this podcast anyway, so it doesn't right. matter. Right. But um, <laughs> he he was smart and I was stupid because when you play in a championship game and Tom Brady's on your roster, there's no way in hell he shouldn't be starting. All right? And um, <laughs> I screwed up. But I went, with the, I went with the fact that I went with the way – the smart move to for, for everything I heard was start Purdy. Yeah. By the way, I, I had Deshaun Watson. I benched him because he don't. He'd got me twelve points in every start. He yeah. got like twenty three today. Yeah, he's been rusty since he came back. Very you know, much rusty. Today he broke out of it, so it just right. sucked. I just, I just couldn't. I should have just. I should have went with Brady. I thought about it, Brady because it was a championship game, and that mind it popped in my mind, and I was uh-huh. like, ah, I want to win. Um. Yeah, he 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 was going crazy. But I mean, but here's how, what I think you did. Pretty that bad though. I mean, I don't know. I think he got me. I haven't checked it. He had like seven, sixteen points at one point. Um, uh, okay, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. Yeah. But here, here's, here's the point. Yeah. 
after that offensive showing, you'd kind of like to get them out there and maybe give them a, a, a make sure you kind of keep that going. Right. So maybe you play a half. You let you let Brady play a half with some of those guys. Right. I mean, I mean, it's not like we sack the quarterback very often, anyways. And so, <laughs> uh, and when we do sack that quarterback, we get you know we get called out on. I mean, they throw they throw flags on us for no reason. So, anyways, oh, um. So maybe you play them for a half, like maybe treat it like a preseason game. Play them for a half, yeah, and then pull your your older starters like Brady Evans. Uh, you know Julio won't play; he'll yeah. play Charlie anytime. <laughs> uh, Russell Gage has been a guy's been banged up. I wouldn't send him out, right? Um, and then on defense, uh, I don't I, obviously I don't have my my Tampa chart anywhere near, but uh, I would probably give a guy like L- Levante David uh, off. Um, you probably would you give Vita Vey off? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, some of their, um, some of their players that are that are a little bit. Vita Vea is not necessarily uh, long in the tooth, but he's a guy that's battled yeah. injury. Yeah. Um, so that might be a guy that I would give. Um, you know, I would I would give a day off. Uh, trying to think about their secondary and and you know who they got, but. But yeah, I would probably give Fournette's def Fournette's playing hurt. He doesn't need to play next week. Yeah, he's, he's playing hurt. No. Donovan Smith is a guy I would give a day off. Um, Tristan Wirfs has been playing injured, so I'd try to find a way. See, see, that's the but here right. lies the problem. You can't give everybody off. So mm. players that are legitimately banged up, probably give them a day off. Um, you know, because you're banged up. This team's a little more banged up than people realize in some spots. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you give a few guys off. Brady probably come out at halftime. Um, yeah, but you do want to continue some of the momentum that you've that you got this week against Carolina with that offense. So there you go. That's what you do. All right, we will see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do in the final regular season game for the Atlanta Falcons. It is going to be inside Mercedes Benz Stadium, and this week we will uh we'll we'll. Get into it. We'll take our first look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Wednesday, and we'll give you a full preview on Friday, just like usual. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody out there. Thank you guys for listening. Squid Billy, Happy New Year to you. I know you've had a, a treacherous New Year's Eve to New Year's Day a little bit, uh, a little bit of lack of sleep, but I'm sure it's been it's it's been fun for you too at, at points in time as well. No, no, it's not that I haven't had fun. It's just like just a, you, just, it's wrong. you get punch drunk. You know what yeah, I mean? You get uh, exactly. You just I, I didn't realize because uh, Amy was down here earlier, and mm. I'm just kind of sitting there, kind of vegging out because you know, you've had yeah. a long day and it's yeah. been go 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 like right. And she's like, "Well, you just you just you just must want to veg out." And I'm like, "Yeah," and I got to do the podcast in a few minutes, and then I got on here talking right. to you, and I'm like. Man, I'm just a rambling fool right now, like because I'm just <laughs> nah. you know you just you just kind of you're right. You just go. I'm a guy that like when I turn my brain off, yeah, it it's off and then it takes time to like right. I turned it off for too long basically, so yeah. it just it just took me some time to kind of get it rolling again. And now that I've kind of got it rolling, I'm I'm kind of moving along. Now I'm okay. Takes some time to reboot. <laughs> but yeah, it just it just uh, but yeah, it's been dude. It's all it's fun. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I am a little bummed because I hate. I hate – I'm a, I'm kind of like a uh, – I'm not – I guess there are ways that I'm very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And um, 
New Year's Day was always a special day for me. Like it was one of my oh, favorite holidays growing up because yeah. I love co- I love college football. I'm a big everybody knows I'm a big football fan, but I'm a huge co- like college football has always been. Re- I actually know um, probably the pro game better. Uh huh. Um, because I because I I have to. Yeah, and you mean you're um, around it so much. Yeah, but. I'd rather talk college football. Oh wow! Uh, I love college football. I'm not like not like the Falcons, but yeah. If, if it's like let's talk NFL playoffs or let's talk college football playoff, I'd rather do the college. That was the thing I was arguing with some guys yesterday, and I'll get to my point here in a minute. But they're like, "Well, so and so's been here since." I'm like, "Yeah, as you guys are pointing out, two games. Did you watch some more <laughs> than like one or two games? Like I watched Alabama play probably six, seven times. I watched mm-hmm. Georgia play." Uh, well, I mean, there's a couple of games I was on a plane for, but probably right. like 11 <laughs> times. Yeah. I watched TCU play five or six times. Mm-hmm. Um, watched Michigan play. Michigan was the one team I watched the least of, and mm. I still watched them play like four times. Oh, wow. So, my point is, you, you don't read a box score and tell me, well, <laughs> TCU <laughs> lost to Kansas State, and Alabama beat them by 30. Well, TCU also beat Kansas State. You know how I know? Because I watched the freaking game. Right. And they had, and so, like, people want to, you know, but, so I've been going all day, and and I, I just realized, like, man, I really love, you know, I really love college football. But mm-hmm. the, and I love talking. I've always loved talking about it. I've always, it's always been kind of my, the one I always, I cared more about. But New Year's Day, the point is, is New Year's Day, you're supposed to wake up now in your older years. You know, I'd wake up a little bit of a. Hangover, and you go to get over my, go to my parents. Yeah, and like, dude, let's watch, let's 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 watch the Outback at eleven. Yep. And then the Gator Bowl is going to kick off at either like eleven thirty or twelve thirty. It was twelve thirty, uh-huh. and then the Citrus Bowl starts at one. And yet, and you rotate between those best games until the Rose Bowl will come on at yep. like five. Right. And then you'd watch the Rose Bowl, and then that night you would have the Sugar and the Orange, you know, or. Uh-huh. And then the BCS came in, and they kind of screwed with it a little bit. But there was a one point in time there was just nothing but like all the games were on, right? Like the Fiesta Bowl will be on the will be on NBC while the Citrus Bowl was on ABC, and um, you know the the Gator Bowl would be on somewhere like they were. It was just packed full of games, and mm-hmm. um, and we would my mom would always cook like ham and like black eyed peas. You got to eat black eyed peas on New Year's Day. Not too. Um, and then you would um, and then by the time the Rolls Bowl would be like a halftime, they would have went and got pizza, <laughs> and so we had like Pizza Hut. Yeah. And I just remember, like, and that was the way, and I loved it. We'd have people come over, my yeah. my dad's friend. Like it was awesome. That was what great New tradition Year was about. That's a great tradition, right there. Well, yeah, and it's kind of dead now because you know the NFL play day, but now the game there's less games on. I mean, mm-hmm. tomorrow I'd rather I'm I'm gonna try to play like nine holes or something because. The afternoon game is Tulane and USC. I don't oh. care. I'll watch the Rose Bowl because I love the Rose Bowl. I love the I love the the, yeah. the, the view. It's just a it's again nostalgia. Um, Penn Penn well, State Utah is going to be a good game. Um, but you know it, that's that's just one of those things that I love. Um, you know I love love that bowl. I love that that day. And so you know working an NFL game and just. Just, it just doesn't feel right. New Year's Day, I should be hungover. 
uh, watching college football all day with, with and, and just, you know, consuming copious amounts of right. bad food that is just layered in grease. All of that. All of that. So, but nah, that that's a that's a great tradition right there. And uh, yeah, I mean, New Year, New Year's, the holidays is a great time for sports, great time for football, especially. And uh, this year was definitely no different. So um, on that note, that was a great addition of Peachtree football as well. We got some we got some fantasy football in, but we got plenty of Atlanta Falcons football in. We talked some college football, too. I mean, we gave the people everything this episode. Did we not? I mean, if we, yeah, if, I mean, if, hey, that's what we do, man. I can cover all the bases. What do you exactly. want to talk about? If we didn't if we didn't give you your fill of football, then and you'll never be satisfied with with any show. So make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peace Street Football wherever you get your podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, Peace Street Football is there. Bo Morgan, happy new year to you, sir. Enjoy the rest of New Year's Day. And until we talk to you guys on Wednesday. Oh, wait, we got to do it because because we won. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Beats.